2: 18. plus Jazz here, and I am so digging the Geek Cast Radio Network. Greetings, humans. This is Starscream, and you're listening to Toy Cast. And if any of you call me a parts former, one more time! <laughs>
1: And now, ToyCast, oh yes, listen in to the only toy podcast you will ever need. Hello and welcome to an all-new generation of ToyCast as we get the origins of any and all toy fans that we can. I'm, of course, tf and Mike, and joining me today is... Someone I've known for about two years or so. We've done one podcast together before about two years ago. It was called Pop Goes the Funko, and it is that poppin' Off Toys creator, Mr. Wes Howard. Hello, sir. How are we doing, Mike? Uh, It's way too hot. Way too hot, and apparently there's a train in the background. Yay! Uh, And we are here, as I said, to get Wes's toy origins and... Hopefully, he doesn't give two hour answers to these 42 questions because if that was the case, we'd be here for you know, 80 hours. Yeah, uh, yeah, something like that. What is or was the first toy you remember having as a kid?
0: Oh, man. So, uh, I, my earliest memories of toys um, have to be the. Um, Oh my goodness! It just the, the wrestling figures, the uh, LFG. Ah, it's not LFG. I just forgot the name. But the big, um, you know, non-movable, you know, rubber. Yeah. Rest. Yes, L T N. Goodness, I could not think of. <laughs> so. Um, I had a ton of them, and I still have them in my attic right now. But I spent days upon days upon days playing
1: with these things constantly awesome awesome was there a particular adult who was supportive of you playing with toys as a kid was there anyone who was unsupportive
0: no i always remember my mom just encouraging me to play and to to have imagination i mean i would go deep with my toys i would I would do full on movies and sequels and three and four. Like I would just go deep and my mom always encouraged my imagination. So, and I don't ever remember anyone telling me, Hey, don't play with toys or anything like that.
1: Mm. What types of toys were your favorites to play with?
0: Oh, it had to be the wrestling figures. I mean, when I say it was constant, it was <laughs> Uh, I would I would do pay-per-views. I would line them up and match cards. I would I'd, I'd go the whole nine yards with them.
1: <laughs> awesome. What were your favorite childhood toys that really stood out more than others? So was there, you know, besides the wrestling ones, was there something else that stood out? Like you're like, oh, I'm a this kind of toy kid versus playing with go bots or something. Yeah, I I had a lot of G.I. Joe. <laughs> I remember playing a lot
0: of G.I. Joe guys and I remember getting, you know, we'd see my cousin from Texas once a year and we'd always bring our G.I. Joes and and just, you know, play G.I. Joes constantly together. So, yeah. I uh, also was pretty big into G.I. Joe. Awesome.
1: Do you prefer the label of action figures, dolls, toys, or other labels?
0: Has anyone ever answered dolls to this question? <laughs>
1: Well, we've only been doing this since episode 102, so um, <laughs> I don't think so.
0: Action figures, my man. Yes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Good guys or bad guys? Which toys were your favorites to play with the most?
0: Uh, So, like, Snake Eyes was, like, one of my favorites. I realized he was a good guy, but he was a, a bad good guy, you know? He was, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, – I, I guess I liked kind of the neutral guys like macho man. Randy Savage was always my favorite and he kind of went back and forth. He was kind of the, the good bad guy. So man, I'm going to, I'm going to land right smack in the middle on this one.
1: <laughs> what is, or was your favorite toy vehicle or playset? Okay.
0: I remember um, having the AT AT walkers mm-hmm. um, from star Wars and uh, I, I'm, I remember having that thing walk all over the house.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, and and the, the side opened up and you could have all your guys inside of it. So yep. I I played with that thing constantly.
1: Awesome. This is a silly question because I used to do this as a kid. But did you and your friends ever pretend with your toys that you had? By this I mean did you say, I'm going to be this toy and you can be that toy. Like I'm going to be the Coke bottle top and you can be the piece of glass kind of thing.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We did (laughs) full-on movies. Um, (laughs) Like I said, when I got my cousin, I remember us, we did – Um, A G.I. Joe movie and then we even did a sequel the next day and like the story picked right up after the ending like I'm a big imagination guy.
1: I'm I'm sure they were probably better than the G.I. Joe movies we got currently. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to agree with that. (laughs) What features define a good toy to you? How true does the item feel in comparison to the source material likeness?
0: So I'm, I'm a big visual guy. And I, I think, um, when you look at something, it, if it hits you,
1: the mm-hmm. nostalgia
0: that takes you back, hits you visually, I, that's it for me. That's all I need. I, I have, you know, my collectibles and my toys, I have them set up so I can see them. That's mm-hmm. how I enjoy them most, especially at my age. You know, as a kid, I enjoyed it most by playing with them, mm-hmm. the everything, but now as an adult, um, It's visual for me because that's what takes me back to those fond movies, fond memories.
1: Awesome. What does toy packaging have to have to draw you in? So you're – of course nowadays you can't go into any store and actually find toys on shelves. But when – besides one store in Nashville, Tennessee that is. Of course you have to be a Funko fan for that one. Uh, (laughs) Um So, in general, when you are collecting toys, when you're hunting for toys, specifically at stores, what is it about the packaging that draws you in?
0: Uh, okay, good example of this. Right now, they are releasing – and it's for – usually it's for SDCC, but right. um, this year, whatever. Uh, they're doing a, a WWE Elite figure of Sergeant Slaughter. Mm-hmm. And Normally I probably would not pick up this figure because I, I tried to keep my elite figures down to the people that molded my childhood the most. Now Sergeant Slaughter was certainly there, but um, you know, he, he's not one of the top guys that I remember. Um, but the packaging for this figure is just like uh, the LJN. It looks right. sh- like that packaging did. And I have to have this. And I will not open it up because like Seeing that packaging brings me joy, so <laughs> the packaging has to take me back. Um, if I'm looking for, you know, like current toys, you know, if I'm looking with my son, you know, I'm not worried really about the packaging. More worried about the function. or right, is he gonna be able to play with it? How's he gonna be able to play with it? But right. for me to buy a toy, the packaging has to. Uh, it has to resonate
1: with me. Mm-hmm. So, yep, absolutely. Do you open your toys or do you leave them packaged? If you keep toys packaged, do you have a specific criteria for that?
0: Well, right now I'm looking at a shelf that <laughs> has elite figures out of package and elite figures in the package. So I hate to be both, <laughs> <you know? laughs> but I am both. Like I have, uh, I'm looking at demolition, which is they're in the package, and that's. Mm. Because those you know, those things cost me a pretty penny uh, the <laughs> boys, they're in the package both of them are down dead um but you know the ones that there's a bunch of like i have a macho man out of the package and miss elizabeth i like to set them up so my macho man is right next to miss elizabeth and mean gene oakland has a mic sticking it in his face
1: <laughs> like, i set up scenes with these guys there you go that is awesome <sighs> If as a kid or an adult, you only were allowed to choose one toy franchise to collect from, which one would you choose and why? You
0: said as an adult or as a kid?
1: Yeah, kid or an adult. If your parents said, okay, Timmy, you can only have Transformers, you can only have wrestlers, you can only have one one franchise to collect from.
0: Uh, I mean, as a kid, I'm going to, I'll choose WWF, WWF all day long. Um, um, as an adult, golly, <laughs> uh, probably, well, I probably got to say Pixar cause that's kind of what I'm, you know, into the most with my kids now. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, you know, WWF. WWF
1: see I would just cheat and say Funko because they have everything
0: (laughs) I didn't know I didn't know that was a a (laughs) answer so I'll say Funko Uh, uh,
1: as an adult do you prefer vintage toys or modern toys (sighs) yeah I don't I don't get
0: into like you know I had masters of the universe growing up but like I'm not going out and seeking uh, to get the mass, the current Masters of the Universe, even if it looks vintage or not. Um, so that that's that's tough for me. I guess I guess vintage because that Sergeant Slaughter packaging just—I mean—I was like,
1: gotta have it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I guess vintage. Cool. <laughs> now, by this we mean an actual action figure, folks. What is one toy you can always play with? So what is one? thing in your collection that you'd be like oh i i i can you know take that out of the box or take it off the shelf and always just enjoy fiddling with it because i played with it as a kid well i mean
0: i i mean i hate to have the same answer for <laughs>
1: the wwf
0: Like, i still have these LGN. like i get them down for my son every now and i look with and like I'll just pick them up and you know, it's like, here's how I used to play. Now, boom! He takes him and he slams him against the ropes. One, two, three! We have another champion. You know, like I'm instantly back in
1: it. <laughs> awesome. Even though there are always toy lines that people never purchase, are there any that you specifically and purposefully avoid? This can be toy lines, specific characters, that kind of stuff.
0: Um I, I specifically avoid mashups. Um it's just not my thing. Um I, I don't care for my WWE wrestlers to be zombified. Like it, that that has nothing to do with what I grew up with or what I enjoyed. Um and I realize some some collectors love that stuff. And that's great. I I'm you know no fault for making them. It's just not my thing. So like mashups, you know, I don't need skeletor um you know (laughs) uh, on panthro
1: or something you know like it's just just not my thing so you're not a masters of the wwe fan
0: yeah (laughs) garbage but
1: they're highly collectible crazy enough so someone smarter than me knows what they're doing (laughs) are there any toys in the past or currently that you wish you hadn't bought them are there any toys that you may have sold that you regret letting go?
0: Um, I'm pretty <laughs> specific on what I buy now, um, and I, I, you know, I, ah, well, man, I guess some of the early pops I had that are now worth way more than I sold them for. I mean, I guess that <laughs> applies, but, um. You know, once I buy something, I don't buy it to sell it. I buy it to hold on to it. So, yeah, kind of, you know. And not many regrets. Now, the one regret I do have is buying a pop for five hundred that's now worth fifteen.
1: <laughs> All right. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is not so. For those that don't know, because I didn't really introduce this part of of Wes and I's relationship or how i found him wes owns a business wes started this business about six years ago or so called popping off toys popping go now if you're a funko fan wes has everything that is not exclusive to stores that you can possibly you know he has most everything for funko so this question does include your Funko part, but I'm just like, I can't even imagine what your answer is going to be to this. How large or small is your toy collection? Do your toys take up the whole house or are they relegated to one room shelf or something like that?
0: Well, before I moved my business out of my home,
1: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it was uh,
0: thousands upon thousands. But yeah, up in my man cave. Once <laughs> There's the as you come up the stairs, the wall is completely full with Pixar pops, Funko Pops. (laughs) And then once you come in, you see a little desk that my wife uses. And then there is a shelf and a smaller shelf next to it. And that is where my Harry Potter Lego and Harry Potter Funko Pops and other kind of little Harry Potter knickknacks go. And they all have a specific place and how they get there and how they go there. Cross from it, you know, my daughter's Barbie Dreamhouse, a bunch of Barbies. There's three more shelves, and they are full of uh, Game of Thrones, Funko Pops, Breaking Bad Funko Pops, WWE Funko Pops, and WWE Elite figures. And then my Holiday and Parks and Rec Pops. So, yeah, there's a bunch up here, but we regulate it to the man cave. Like, you're not going to walk down and see uh, my, you know, action figures and Funko Pops in the living room.
1: It's so funny you say that because Karen pointed out to me several times within the last two or three years uh, that we've we've been together four years this coming August. And uh, there was a Redfin listing, house for sale. Yeah. In the kitchen, there were like... 10 Funko Pops on a shelf. And I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> really? The, the, the people, <laughs> the real estate agent didn't tell you to put those away. So not to scare <laughs> people off from buying your house. Yeah, that's it's hilarious. Cool. How do you keep track of your collection? If you do?
2: Uh,
0: yeah, there's a site uh, called pop price guide or hobby DB, uh, dot com. And I, um, have them inputted in there. Uh, but that's specifically for Funko items. Um, hmm uh, I don't I, – my elite figures, um, I I keep track of them in my mind. Like there's not – there's probably 40 of them. It's not like this oh, great. Yeah. So I don't really need anything for that.
1: You know, you've mentioned where some of your stuff is in the man cave, but how do you like to display them? Do you put certain pops with – like do you mix the – like I know you're not a fan of mashups, but like, oh, it's okay if 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 Woody is standing next to – um, yeah, Stone Cold no Steve thing. Austin. Yeah, no, no, no,
2: no.
0: So the the there's one wall, and that is Pixar only, and they are uh, up there by specific movie. So Toy Story ones together, Toy Story two together, Toy Story three's together, Toy Story four's together, and then Toy is all together too. So you know it is a pain in the ass. <laughs> when pop comes out from a movie and everything has to shift. Um, yes. I've got to get Luca up there right now. I'm, uh, <laughs> so yeah. Um and then on the other side of the room in the shelves, um everything's together. All, you know, Game of Thrones is all together, you know, Back to the Future is all together, um right. WWE's together and the office together and stuff. Yeah. No, they've got to be with their what matches for me to enjoy it. I could not just have them just boards together.
1: It's only because of the lack of space and I haven't actually put any shelving up but I can look over on my... Because half of my, actually a good 95% of my pops are still in storage, but uh, the ones that I have bought out here I can see Bob from What About Bob is on top of Comic Book Guy, who is on top of Kevin Smith, the director, and then John Wick is on top of Clark Griswold in the in the station wagon. So, uh, yeah, I, I need to <laughs> I need to organize a little better. Uh, <laughs> okay, so this is something I asked over on the pull bag for comics. This is this is where this question comes from. Everybody is safe. You're safe. Your wife's safe. The kids are safe. The pets are safe. Everybody's safe, but the house is on fire. What's one toy you'd run in to save?
0: Uh, I'm gonna come get Flock Lotso, and if I had time,
1: Flock Sully. Wow. They all. Um, yeah. Wouldn't I, even. W- wouldn't even save yourself, huh? Well, I thought <laughs> you said everybody was safe. <laughs> well, okay, Bob. Well, save yourself i mean it's uh you know you are now popped so
0: (laughs) so (laughs) so the the house is going under all my family's safe everybody's healthy it's okay and they're like you can run in and grab one object um that's (laughs) what i'd
1: grab awesome all right here's the toy box challenge you get one 18 by 18 by 18 box the only toys you can keep have to fit in the box what can you pack into it
0: Oh, my gosh. And not much.
1: <laughs> oh, come on.
0: 18 by 18 by 18 box.
1: Yeah.
0: Dude, these Funko Pop boxes, I mean, they ain't, that's probably going to carry 10 of them.
1: <laughs> um,
0: so I'm grabbing my, wow, crap, dude. I got to get my LJN figures.
1: Gotta, <laughs> got it. Yep. Oh,
0: man. Oh, that's tough, dude. I would probably. OK, I would. I would let the, the the current elite figures go, because I'm going to grab some of my LJNs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I would grab, uh, yeah, I guess I'd grab some loose pops. I'd say forget the box, and I would just grab some loose pops. So I can get quite a few in there without the boxes. <laughs>
1: awesome. And as we've already figured out, he is one of these, but... <laughs> Question 22, and it's it's sad. You're the first guest so far. Everybody says either I'm not into it or I have a healthy respect for it, but I, it's not my thing. Obviously with you, hello, you run a business. Are you a Funko fan? <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: I, I would say I uh, bet my life on
1: my fandom of it. Yes. Uh so why don't you tell the story, you know, since we know that you are a Funko fan, tell the story of the online business, getting the story, you know, tell your whole six-year journey.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll try to do it pretty quick. So basically, uh, six years ago on my birthday, a friend of mine brought me a Funko Pop. It was of Walter White and his underwear from the show Breaking Bad. My son, who was three at the time, ripped it open and... Um, of course, I knew no better. I was like, what is this thing? I was like, oh, man, it's this thing. It's called a Funko Pop. So I was like, oh, it's pretty cool. I love this show. It's, it looks like him. It's great. A couple of days later, I decided to look online and see if they make any other characters from the show. And they did. And I actually saw on, like, a Good Morning whatever, one of the Good Morning shows, I just have you walking through. And they were doing a, you think you're Star Wars tours from your childhood or, you know, they're very valuable now. Here's some toys that right now could be valuable later. And one of their examples was a Funko Pop. So that got me interested. So I started uh, looking them up and started you know, buying them. And I've never been a collector ever in my life. Thought collecting was kind of stupid, actually. Um, something about these things flipped the switch for me. And I started collecting. And I just quickly fell in love with the whole process of this. Um, so, started collecting then, you know, because I uh, worked at a nonprofit, I was like, well, we don't have extra money. So, let me sell some so I can have money to then buy other ones that I wanted, some that are that maybe have a little more value. Started doing that, had a little knack for selling them, and uh, then decided, all right, well, let me sell some on eBay. So, I started selling some on eBay. And then a company reached out on eBay and said, hey, you want to ever buy these wholesale? Let us know. And I said, well, what does that even mean? They told me what it <laughs> meant. I went and got a business tax license, got a account with them, started buying from them, and then I said, "Well, why am I paying them extra? Let me just contact the company that makes these things." Mm-hmm. Contacted Funko, beat their door down. They <laughs> uh, they sent me what I needed. I applied, they approved me. I got a rep. I started buying from Funko. Um, then I was like, "Well, I'm sick of delivering these things to local people. let me get <laughs> a website." I mean, I literally would post in, on Facebook, like, "Who wants one?" They say, "I do," and I Drive it to their house, and they would give in <laughs> dollars. They're like, I was making nothing. Um, Jeez. But anyway, I said, well, I mean, if I want to sell to other people, I need a website. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I need a name. Well, my wife used to tell me, quit popping off. She'd tell me, stop, quit popping off. Uh huh. Like, oh my gosh, popping pop Funko pop popping off toys, popping off toys. That's it. Let's do it. Um, you know, I had a, a coworker, uh, a coworker's husband make me a logo. And, um, you know, I, my vision was like, I want like an explosion in the words, popping off toys in the middle of the explosion, kind of like a, you know, I don't know, like a cartoon explosion almost. Mm-hmm. Um, so got that, then, uh, went to wix.com, got a simple little website, set it up, started selling. Um, it did pretty good. Um, outgrew that in about a year, got a Shopify site and, uh, made some, you know, very lucky relationships with, uh, some groups and some influencers and it just kind of went from there. Take one small step each time I could. And now, you know, I'm five years into this. Uh, I've, you know, I've been told I'm one of the top national brands um, for Funko Pops. And, you know, we're on
1: track uh, to demolish all sales goals that we've ever set. That is awesome. So yeah. you went from the website to actually having a st- door. Now yep. how does that sure. happen?
0: Yep. Yeah, I kind of left that out. So <laughs> did it out of my home for the first five years and loved right. it. I wanted to be here. The point was to see my kids grow up, to be there right. with them. um but I was the garage was completely full. I worked out the garage every day. Um had you know employees come into the garage each day. We had two storage units. I had to go to these storage units three to four times a day and I was like, all right, man, something's got to give. And uh, I, one of my employees, uh, their brother worked, used to work in this little space that they don't work there anymore. And he said, hey, it's empty. Why don't you all go look at it? So we took a look, and uh, price was right because of COVID. And uh, we took it and made the jump to a retail store. The reason why we did it was to be able to ship out worldwide. I just the retail store side, I was like, man, that's cool. If I can just make two thousand dollars a month in sales in the retail store, I'll be okay. Um, I never dreamed this retail store would be big as it is. It is just absolutely just crushing. I mean, you know, uh, all the work I did in the Nashville community, you know, is now paying off. It wasn't just, you know, out of the blue. Here I am. Was, you know, I, I I paid my dues. You know, build my name up. But like, people were ready for it and they needed yeah. it. And uh, it's been just unbelievable.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's nothing like – like recently I was actually shocked. I haven't posted these pictures online yet. But uh, as I mentioned earlier, you go into almost any Walmart, there's no Transformers. I mean, you're lucky if there is. There's no Transformers. There's never any – like once in a blue moon, there's G.I. Joe's in Walmart. And so I went in, and I I just, like, I don't collect actual action figures. Like, the only two non-Funko things I have currently right now is a 3D-printed Grogu that a buddy of mine made. And I recently just bought the Hot Wheels Knight Rider Super Pursuit Mode car. It's the first time I've had a Hot Wheels car in at least 30 years So I go into Walmart, and I just like to see, like, oh, hey, I'm out in Vancouver, Washington at this Walmart, and these are the toys that are here if anyone's in the area kind of thing, and there's never anything at this Walmart. So I go over to the electronics section, expecting it to be empty, and Snake Eyes just released. was not expecting... Like, an entire like I could have bought all of them. I could have bought the entire collection wow. of G.I. Joe Funko Pops. They had two of every figure, and all of them are Walmart exclusives. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I like G.I. Joe, I do, but I'm more of a Transformers guy, and that's fine. I had just gotten, uh, the other day, before this happened, I had... I was never expecting most GameStops to still have the the lunch box. You know, you know when they do those but the special exclusive boxes. Like yeah. a couple years ago they did they did Disney Afternoon, I think what was it last year or this year, whatever they had the Transformers G.I. Joe one. Yep. Well, these are the blind boxes and I, I hate blind boxes. it's a whole other discussion we can get into, but I just I'm not a fan of those. If I want a figure, sell it to me and that's fine. I don't care. So I grabbed one of the lunch boxes, and I'm like, "Hmm, I'm hoping to get Megatron, but, you know, it is what it is. I ended up with Cobra Commander and Optimus Prime, but I had already had an Optimus Prime because one of our fans had sent me one. You're right. Yeah, so as soon as I go into the Walmart the next week or the next month or whatever it was here recently, and I, I see all these G.I. Joes, and I'm like, oh, there's, like, Four different Baronesses here. Let me just check the boxes, make sure there's no major box damage and what. Oh, okay. So yes, I now have Cobra Commander and the Baroness, and those are the only two GI Joe pops I need. There you go. But it's just one of those things where these things, it like, for me, I also collect the ones where it's you know, like the add add icons to me are Funko is the best at add icons because you don't see toys of the ad, you know, Trix Rabbit or Count Chocula or Booberry or uh, fucking uh, the, the 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 little sweet from Diet Dr. Pepper, Justin Guarini. When did he ever get an actual toy? I'm sure somebody out there listening will say, oh, well, he did have blah, blah, blah. It ain't the same as a Funko Pop. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. It, it just ain't the same. What was the most money you ever spent on a toy? Oh, uh, I guess, ah, man. <laughs> outside of the
0: business, because I mean, I'm yeah, $1, yeah, uh, to yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Outside of the business, that you know, a toy for yourself for That's, your collection, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, seven hundred. What was that? Uh, well,
0: it was Flocked so I just got sniped on an eBay auction for one for that price. Oh no. And, uh, so a friend saw another one up and grabbed it for $700, and then he basically gave it to me in return for $700 worth of Pops. So essentially, yes, I spent $700. Um, wow. Um, yeah, but this was a two-year journey to get this Pop. It was – oh, my gosh. I, I have l- lost so many raffles for this Pop. One time I had seven of the ten Spots – <laughs> for this it's still lost it was it was becoming this epic tale um so it, it did me pay 700 i was like screw this i'm, I'm i have to get this done right um, so it was, it's always been my ultimate grill so that is by far the most and then you know i did buy i spent five oh this is so embarrassing um <laughs> so i found this girl in my car who had a bunch of game of thrones i was gonna buy her entire collection but she had the metallic children of the forest I was like, "Hey, I want that for my collection." Tell you what, I will pay you what you're asking for that one, and then I want this huge discount on the rest of them. So mm-hmm. she agreed. So essentially, I did pay $500 for Metallic Children of the Forest, and then I bought the rest for collection for you know way cheaper, way less it's worth. But mm-hmm. HBO found another three to four thousand of those pops in a warehouse. So oh no! They released them on the website, and then season eight was. Horrible, and that pop is worth $15 today. So, boy, yep. Hey, this is a game you win some, you lose some. I have won way many more times than I've lost, but that uh, those are uh, one story I'm proud of, one that hey, it's unfortunate, but it happened.
1: Yeah, so you kind of just answered the next question What was the cheapest toy you bought? Was what was the best deal you ever got for a figure that may have been Uh, uh, worth quite a bit more than? New Here page. we go. I got a good one. I got a good one. I just started
0: collecting pops. Um, I was, you know, yeah, I was still in the phase of every every place we went. I had to uh, had to Funko Pop Hunt to call. Do you have Funko Pops? You know, so I went okay. and saw my mom down dad in my whole, uh, old hometown and I was like, hey, I'm going to go pop hunting. Y'all hang out. So I went to one store. They didn't have anything, and I asked them, "Hey, is there any other stores?" And they mentioned like this hole in the wall place in a different city. I called him up. And I said, "Do y'all have any Funko Pops?" And of course, he had no clue what those were. So you have <laughs> to explain it, and then they're like, "Oh, oh yeah, the bobblehead thing. Yeah, I've got. Let's see, a uh, Doctor Doom." And uh, I'm like, "Okay, I- I'll be, I'll be right there. I'll be right there." Um, so I found this guy's place, walked in there. He had like seven pops, but he had. Dr. Doom, Reggae, Rosti, Reggae Rasta, Purple Haze. I mean, <laughs> this guy had gold, and he wanted $12 each. Um, so I happily paid 12 I spent $81 uh-huh. for these pops and walked out of there with, I think I added, I think it was like $850 worth of value. Wow. Uh, so that was probably the biggest score I've had uh, in the collecting
1: game wow now this was obviously before covid and i know that people are starting to open back up and everything else and i i don't agree with it but it is what it is uh vaccination is not cure folks that's all i'll say about that yes it's great that we're all the people that do vaccinate is great that we have less of a chance of catching it but it's not a cure
0: no
1: uh, do you, so this question was written obviously before COVID happened. Do you visit toy shows or conventions when you visit these places? Do you have a typical methodology? Do you bring a certain amount of money for what you're looking for? That kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So, um, now I only do it. I haven't done it obviously since COVID, but now I would only do it when I have a, uh, a booth and I'm selling.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but before I, um, like I've been to San Diego Comic Con, it, it was the one of the worst three days period that I've ever had. Um, I'm just not a guy that wants to sit in line for an hour to hear someone talk about a trailer they're about to release. Like mm-hmm. I just <laughs> see the trailer on YouTube <laughs> in minutes. Yep. So like I it just it just doesn't excite me. And if that excites you, that's great. That's totally fine. It's just not my thing. So I'll go down to the sellers, you know, alley, and I will just walk it see Mm -hmm. all the cool stuff, walk it, walk it for hours. And then I'll start narrowing down what I want to purchase. Um, you know, most time now it's me purchasing stuff for the business and whatnot. Um, Mm -hmm. but me as a collector, that's, that'd be the same thing. Walk it, walk it many times and then start narrowing down. All right. Got it down to this, 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 and then start making my selections from there. Very cool. Very cool.
1: What do you think it is about our generation that care that (laughs) cause let me start that over what do you think it is about our generation that causes our childhood toys to mean so much more to us for instance than say our parents generation
0: yeah you know we were kind of the the first generation where um you know our 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 dads really like showed like actual love like said the words i love you like my parents you know my mom's dad great man but she could never remember him saying the words i love you and he she knew that she, he loved her but like they just don't <laughs> show affection so yeah. i think you know uh whenever it was their turn to have kids they wanted to m- make sure their kids were loved and felt happiness and and i i think you know the the technology had kind of got to a point where these cool little toys were coming out and being mass produced much easier and being made, you know, way, you know, more many places than ever before. Um, and so I think those are just some really good times um, for a lot of us um, as a kid playing with these, uh, th- these, you know, GI Joe and you know, masters universe and just WWE, just all the stuff that, that, Just it brings us back to our childhood. You know, childhood is innocence and you don't get that back. And so being able to reconnect with that innocence, um, it's a powerful feeling.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What is your motivation for purchasing toys to display, to play, to fiddle? Describe your collecting style. Are you a completionist, a storyteller, a cherry picker or otherwise? I am a completionist display.
0: But I have found the strength to not be a 100% completionist on some things. I, I can justify in my mind saying I'm only going to collect the WWE uh, wrestlers from my childhood. So I do not have to collect the CM Punk and all that. You know? mm-hmm. Let those go and be fine. Um, Pixar, I'm a completionist. I have every Pixar pop ever made. Um, You know, Back to the Future, Breaking Bad, Completionist, Completionist. Um, But I'm getting to a point with uh, like The Office and uh, some of that where I can say, you know what? I I just want uh, to collect some of my favorite scenes and and obviously favorite characters. You Mm -hmm. know, uh, I don't need 36 Dwight Shrooops at this point. Um, (laughs) So I have a bit. I have mastered the skill of being able to be a completionist fits my justifications for completionists.
1: Yeah, that's the same with me. Like, with Funko, I don't collect every... Like, I have, and I don't have any disrespect for the show. I've seen 20 minutes of the first seasons of the pilot episode. But I have zero interest in Game of Thrones Funko Pops. So that's yeah. something I will net... Like, just because I'm a Funko collector doesn't mean I collect everything that Funko puts out. Because if I right. did that... Uh, this two bedroom apartment would be basically on hoarders next week, right. uh, you know? So have you ever purchased a toy for a child with the ulterior motive of playing with it yourself?
0: Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Um, <laughs> you got some traffic going on. Yeah, yes. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. If, uh, especially my kid, you know, like I, I would, uh, we'd be in the toy store and, um, and, and, and side note, I never thought anything would be more joyous than buying a toy for yourself. But buying a toy for your kid is one of the best experiences. Um, it, it's it's so easy to, like, spoil your kids because it brings you so much joy to see the joy it gives them. But I would definitely steer him like, hey, man, what do you think? This one's cool, man. This one's really cool, <laughs> you know, because I knew that I would get home, he'd go to bed, and I would, you
1: know, yep. uh, pop
0: it out and, and, you know, play around with
1: it. Have you ever purchased a vintage toy for your your kids because you thought it would be fun for them based on your own preferences?
0: no, no, and and I guess the reason why is i um I, I was like, "Hey, buddy, you want to watch this show that Daddy used to watch as a kid?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." So I put on uh, Masters of the Universe, and it was awful. It's like daddy you watch this i was like dude it was amazing when i was a kid i don't i don't know like so like i i kind of want to keep something special in my mind i guess now um um, because it's kind of like when you try to go watch an episode of saved by the bell now and why did i like this shit this is horrible (laughs) Um, and so you know some things just need to be sacred
1: yeah, it's uh, <laughs> as someone who has run a pod, a, a separate podcast from Toycast, the Powers of Grayskull series for the last ten years, we've reviewed every single episode of both filmation series. the new adventures of he-man the 2002 series and now we just finished up our revelation stuff last month when revelation hit netflix and some of those episodes in filmation do not and i i am a firm believer certain things don't hold up they're not supposed to you're supposed to think of them as the time that they were being made so the first season of he-man released in october of 83 which means it was being made in the fall, winter, spring of 81, 82, kind of thing, or whatever. So, right. you know, I look at it in in that kind of way. Yeah, yeah. Do you do any toy modifications or customs painting, that oh. kind of stuff? No, no, no. That
0: it would not end well. I I buy toys that are completed because I am not Best.
1: an artist. <laughs> Do you think toy companies should specifically have adult collector toys, child toys or find a way to mix both?
0: I just think a toy should be a toy. Um if you want to collect it and keep it in the packaging, great. If you know your kids want to play with it, great. Like I I I if you tell me something's a collectible, it's not it's no longer a collectible. So I don't want to see masters of the universe collectible figure like no i'll 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 decide if it's collectible or not so i i I think just let a toy be
1: a toy i'm checking my baroness packaging to make sure it doesn't oh the only thing it says is collect them all it doesn't say it's an actual collectible okay funko pops are not collectible folks (laughs) they do say on some
0: on the back collect them all so i
1: understand that's a sales pitch. (laughs) i'm pretty sure you don't at this point but uh do you have a my parents got rid of my toys story yeah of course man i don't have
0: any of my g.i joe's original star wars toys anymore
1: (laughs) gone
0: i mean everything teddy ruxpin i mean it's all gone and then you know i understand that's why they're worth so much because everybody Mm -hmm. got rid of them
1: yep Outside of the business, because the business is what the business is, do you feel you are coming to an end of your active collecting? If so, what has signified this phase for you? Was there ever a moment where you were done with toys? Have you ever considered stopping as a collector or even selling your whole collection? Uh, Hell no, but I have also studied.
0: Because you know, being in the business of selling these things to people, I used to get anxiety that this was all about to end, and then i will be "What am I going to do? What am I going to do?" So I've come up with a theory of the life cycle of a collector. Um, you got the new one; just starts out, they get mm-hmm. into everything. Any, and when someone comes to my store and I'm like, "What do you collect?" and they say, "Oh man, just..." you know, a little bit of everything. I'm like, Oh gosh, this ain't going (laughs) to last. They're like anything and everything. Just get, 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 these are cool. These are cool. These are cool. That's fine. But you're going to have to come to a point where you say, I need to refine this and only collect what I truly like, because you're not going to last unless you do that with anything. You're going to wake up, you know, I have too much stuff. I have to get rid of it all. And then you, you have some resentment for these things because, you know, you're trying to sell them all and you're not getting back what you put in. Or so like the life cycle is, you know, once you feel overwhelmed and you don't refine and you just start getting rid of like, that's when it's over for the collector. And so I always try to encourage, and and even if it means less sales for me, I always try to encourage collectors to refine, focus in on what you love because, all of these things take up space, you know, yeah. until we all oh, yeah. love with NFTs, these mm-hmm. things take up space. And so, uh, yeah, um, no, I'm, I'm able, I was able to refine my collection. Um, so I'm, I'm able to still be excited about new announcements, new releases, and still enjoy every aspect of it because I know what I collect and, and I'm not after the next shiny thing.
1: Yeah. That's like me with, with certain pops, like, Okay, take Masters of the Universe. I have one He Man. I have one Skeletor. I have Terror Claws Skeletor. Right. Because, not just because he's a Target exclusive, but because he's metallic. He yeah. reminds me of the old action figure that I had. Yeah. I have Slime Pit He Man. Again, not because he was a convention, whatever, shared, whatever, exclusive of Funko, but because I had the Slime Pit as a kid. I hated the Slime Pit as a kid because I always had to clean it up, and my mom ended up yelling at me and grounding me when she had to clean it up. So I'm like, oh, Funko Pop, Slime Pit He-Man, it's green translucent with red eyes, fine, great. And I have Adam and Randor, and that's essentially my my master's section of Funko. I don't necessarily need – I think I have Evil in back – I don't remember what I have back in storage. I'd have to look at the Funko app to see. Yeah. Anyway, let's see. What is something that does not have a toy of it you'd love to have in toy form?
0: Something, oh, man. That's going to take some thought. I I, I, I mean, the holy grail for my business would be Nintendo Pops.
1: Oh God. You're, you're, From your lips to Funko and Nintendo's ears, but Nintendo it's, is too yeah. interested in their damn amiibos.
0: Yeah, it's I guarantee you Funko's reached out many times. This is They've even said so, it on
1: several videos and streams and stuff, yeah.
0: Yeah, so, I, I mean, that's like the Holy Grail. It used to be The Office, and then we got them. Uh, yeah. So, and then specifically <laughs> I want to see like, like WrestleMania moments, you know, either pops or other things. I would just if they reliving moments. I think is kind of the next thing. Like nostalgia is cool, but like reliving nostalgic moments, mm-hmm. I, I think that can be very powerful. So I would love to see them start trying to go that route a little bit.
1: I mean, they they do have some pop moments, and I know they just released yeah the ring. Was it Stone Cold with wow. the yep. ring? Yeah, yeah.
0: Stone Cold versus The Rock. That's what yep. we got so excited. Yep. I was like, yep. here we go. We can do this, guys. We can do it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, But I just don't know how they could pull off showing Macho Man on the top rope about to do an elbow, <laughs> with steamboat on the ground. Like, I, you know, that might be tough, but hey, I want them to give it a shot.
1: Yeah, it would. it would kind of have to be like that Seinfeld diorama where the pops are essentially – you know, I don't want—I don't want to say glued in, but basically molded into yep, yep. the thing, and it would be weird. Yep. So this next question comes from the Pull Bag or Comic Podcast, where the origins actually started. Basically, over there, the question is, what is one thing in a comic book that you'd love to have in real life? So, for the the easiest example, is John Stewart's ring. You know, the Green Lantern Ring, you'd love to have that and the powers with, you know, so basically this is, what is a toy you'd love to have scaled up and functional for real people?
0: Um, Legos, we could all <laughs> uh, live happily ever after.
1: <laughs> yeah, housing costs would go way down if we could just build like, all the homes out of
0: Legos. Way down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I've recently got big into Legos with uh, me and my daughter. We're building a Disney castle right now, and we do one bag every night before bed. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just like – it's. I mean, obviously, I cherish it, and I hope she does too. Um, but I, I think, golly, if they could scale up Legos, can you just imagine how mm-hmm. – oh, man, it could be awesome.
1: It would be awesome. How has your wife dealt with your collection? <laughs> um, she accepted it when it started
0: making us money, I can tell you that. <laughs> she she wasn't a fan at first. I used to try to hide what I got. I was like, Oh crap, I gotta hide this. Um, but you know, she always found out. But yeah, as soon as soon as, you know, I was like, Look, this is uh we're doing a, okay, okay. And, you know, mm-hmm. she's and, and she gets excited about some things too now. It's fun to uh see her kind of geek out a little bit over some things.
1: Yeah, and again, that's the coolest thing about Funko specifically is that because they have their pop line specifically in so many different things, yep. there's something for everybody. Yep. Like, you know, lines,
0: everyone's a fan of something.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Toy collecting can have its struggles. What is one aspect you tend to struggle with the most?
0: Okay, so one aspect I struggle with with collecting—is that what the question is? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I feel like I kind of solved that. with you know, with the <laughs> with the business, uh, yeah. I feel like I solved like well, you know, trying to be a completionist. I was able to, you know, say I'm only gonna collect, you know, this. Mm-hmm. Based out of this, or this, I think that was probably one of my biggest struggles at first was uh, trying to catch them all. If you know, <laughs> I mean. yeah. So yeah, I think that's probably most people's biggest struggle as well.
1: What is one positive and one negative memory you have with buying toys? Oh, the the positive memories
0: is uh, will always be um, either buying it, you know, with my kids or for my kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also at popping off toys, we have a saying, people over pops. And so I give my employees permission to give away a pop every single day. Um, and so we, we, we listen for stories. We get to know our customers so we can kind of meet them where they are. I mean, earlier yeah. this week, I had a guy come in and he's going through a breakup, uh, with his boyfriend and he's, you know, distraught and, and I'm listening to him, but then he you know later on in the conversation he mentioned that like, man, I was really wanting to get that Miguel soda. Um and I, I walk in the back and I had one, a common, and walk up front, like, here you go, man. Yeah, you, know, you know, this is for you. And he's just genuinely touched. Mm-hmm. So like I, I live for those moments where um, you know you can kind of meet somebody where they are and give them a little bit of joy with nostalgia and pop culture love 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 um you know negative uh would be um <laughs> buying that pop for five hundred dollars
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah
1: what a loss that, that was wasn't it that? that was a big one yeah if you could create any toy from any company, like basically the companies give you the keys to the kingdom, what would you want to create?
0: Um, I mean, if I'm talking about what I think would be most popular, I'm making Nintendo (laughs) bobs, breaking it in. That's like the question. Like when you get your exclusive, what do you want to be from? I'm like, whatever's the most popular right now, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, But if, you know, for me, Uh, you know specifically and selfishly i'm probably gonna go for something that that you know like a a, you know a a line that i've enjoyed with my family you know
1: right
0: Uh, and and try to try to do something with that so keys to the kingdom um you know uh, family wise it'd probably be a movie that we all enjoyed and loved and cherished together Uh, if it's just me i'm going for the probably the wrestling moments from when i was a kid
1: very cool. Very cool. What is the one piece of advice you would give the toy collecting fandom?
0: Uh, you know, it. I mean, I've already said it. It would be to, to to um focus, 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 focus. Um, this is a marathon, not a sprint. Um, mm-hmm. the 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 businesses you're buying these from understand that they're a business. And they Mm -hmm. exist to make money. They are not going to stop because you feel like you've got them all. Um, So you have to focus to keep this fun and engaging.
1: Absolutely. What is advice you'd give to kids who enjoy toys? Be a kid.
0: I mean, rip open the box. Don't worry about what's going to happen 30 years in the future. Be a kid. Enjoy the moment. I with All these LGN figures I have, mint on card, they're worth a lot of money. But I would never trade my memories for having those mint on the card right now, ever. So my biggest advice is just have fun, play with them, come up with the most crazy imaginary stories you could possibly tell because that's going to serve you better in the future than just mm-hmm. having – displayed on your wall waiting for money to to pop out of them absolutely
1: all right sir why don't you plug the business for those people in nashville who are actually might uh, might actually hear this and want to stop into the shop yeah hey if you're in nashville or anywhere around come to 5916 sharp pike
0: it's popping off toys Uh, we're open monday through saturday 10 to 5 And for everyone else out there listening, PoppingOffToys.com is open 24 hours a day, and we ship every day of the week except Sunday.
2: Awesome, awesome. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Thank you for joining us here
1: on Toycast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or we'll leave feedback, for the show there are several ways to do so visit the website geekcastradio.com where you can comment on this and all of our other content send any email to feedback at geekcastradio.com here are all the ways you can listen to us nowadays apple and google podcasts leave us reviews please spotify and any other podcatching client you choose to use follow us on twitter poppin off toys is not on twitter yet come on we are we are we are poppin off toys on twitter About time. I'm out. Last time I talked to you, you were like, I can't handle one more social network. Uh, Uh, It's true. I'm a marketing (laughs) guy now. (laughs) There there you go. All right. At Popping Off Toys on Twitter for them. At GeekCast Radio for the other network stuff. At TF ToyCast for the show. I am at TF2 and Mike. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash GeekCast Radio Network. You can also check out TF ToyCast over there as well as popping off toys for now i am tfg and mike with wes howard from popping off toys join us next time when we will be talking more toys here on toycast